Hey there, foodies never say die fans. The cast of characters is back once again. It is the Halloween season. It is October, so we're getting a little spooky here with a drunken thumb war debate. Uh, we've had this debate a little bit here and there, but today we're giving it its full honor, full respect, and giving it, getting into it as we can, as deep as we can. It's going to be Freddy versus Jason. You love them both, but which one is better? Uh, but before we get into that, let's go around the room, see what everyone's doing, and what are you guys drinking? So, Travis, how you doing? What is up? What is up? Um, I'm doing well. Thank you for asking. Um, it's good to finally be back on the mic and getting some of these uh, Drunken Thumb Wars going and, you know, the new season coming up for Foodies Never Say Die. Uh, but that's neither here nor there. Um, I'm drinking, I posted this, um, earlier, uh, it's from the Copper Kettle Brewing Company. It's Spooky Hollow. It's a 9.2%, um, Imperial, uh, Pumpkin Porter. Um, let me crack this open and give it a go. It's, uh, rum barrel aged, so it should be, uh, interesting. So, yeah, so... You get basically a good pumpkin spice, a pumpkin pie spice, um, which is weird to say because um, I hate pumpkin pie spice, um, but it's not like overpowering. So you get like a, a sweetness and like the cinnamon um, aspect to it. And then there's a, a slight hindi rummy booziness that sort of like filters on the back end. Um, it rounds it out pretty well. Um, smooth. Um, so you don't, you know, it's not but 9.2. You don't get... That heavy booziness, uh, which I initially wasn't expecting, in fact, it's a, a rum barrel age. Uh, my experience is old barrel age have some sort of heavy booziness um, knocked around into it. This one is subtle, uh, which makes things uh, very, very interesting. Um, so this one is uh, going to go down pretty quick, and I'll be slurring my words soon enough. Perfect. We accept and hope for nothing less. <laughs> uh to, to my other uh, compadre, Jimmy Bags, what are you drinking today, and how have you been? I've been great. Uh, you know, super. Thanks for asking. <clears throat> I'm drinking what the children call a white claw, blackberry <laughs> edition. Uh, it tastes like you would think uh, blackberry seltzer, but apparently it has alcohol in it. And the only well, reason why God. I'm doing it is because I said I would do a diet. <laughs> And I'm sticking to it. Look at you. Look at you. You're a brave man. Braver man than I, Jimmy. <laughs> I know. I, I, got, I got a fridge full of beer and I'm here drinking seltzer. Yeah, I know. <laughs> more, more beer on the way. As soon as I get it to you. <laughs> well, to me, I'm, I'm drinking uh, a, brewery, a beer from Great Lakes Brewery called Nosferatu. It's an Imperial Red IPA. It's actually pretty damn tasty. You get like all the maltiness up front, and then you get those those IPA hop flavors followed by it, and it's uh pretty damn good. It's deceptively strong at eight percent. Does not taste that strong, but um, it's really good. I'm, I'm shocked you don't you don't see a lot of red ales in the craft beer scene as much as you think you would. Like you always see IPAs, you always see stouts, but I don't really see red red ales too much. So it's interesting that when a brewery does one and does one right. So cheers to that. 
Yeah, that's a, that is a solid point. I'm like the only red ale, and it's a rye, comes from Founders. Um, that's off the top of my head. They're they're few and far between, so it's you're you're gonna make a good point when they do actually make one actually on points. It's like a just a little add bonus. Yeah, I mean, and I go to a lot of smaller breweries out here in Columbus too, which you know they don't really have cans, they don't really have bottles, but they have a variety of different beers. Red ales just don't seem to make it on the market too much. Not sure why that is. Maybe they don't sell. What do I know? But it is tasty when you find a good one. All right. Cheers to that. All right. So as we get into our debate of the night, it's going to be Freddy versus Jason. Any incarnation of them can go into the battle. If you want to talk the movies, if you want to talk the television series, the remakes, the video games. Whatever you want to say to get your point across. But it's going to be me, the Drunken Thumb. I'm going to be on Team Jason. And Jimmy Bag of Donuts is going to be on Team Freddy. And our fearless leader, the Drunkleberry, will be here to monitor, keep it, keep the fight clean, or just let <laughs> us go at it. However he sees fit well, to monitor. Oh, no. The, oh, no. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, uh, J- Jimmy has... Uh, I will let you give your opening statement first and uh, go ahead, defend the, the Freddy Krueger. Mr. Frederick Krueger himself. So it's fitting that the custodian takes the school gardener groundskeeper character. I figured, what the hell? Why not? <clears throat> so what can I say about Freddy? He was the son of a nun who was quote unquote raped by a hundred maniacs. And he was tormented by it throughout his childhood. Uh, ended up having violent tendencies, you know, due to the fact that he was bullied and also the son of, you know, possibly one of 100 maniacs, if not a com- combination, a cesspool, if you will, of all 101. Uh, Freddie was an interesting character in the sense that, you know, he mostly went after children initially. He was, you know, a child predator. Child, you know, child molester, you name it. Like this man was after kids. The younger, the better. And eventually, the parents of the kids came back for revenge and killed him in his boiler room, thus creating the burned man that you would see throughout the franchises, um, sporting his iconic red and green sweatshirt, fedora, and brown pants. Um. More or less, I, I find Freddy to be very charismatic. He's very uh, comedic in what he says, but it's like that evilly comedic, if you will. Like, he, he knows what he's saying is screwed up, but at the same time, it's like he's he's enjoying himself as he kills somebody. You know, he knows what their worst fear is, can turn it against them, and or their greatest fantasy and turn it against them, as seen in a couple of the movies he just you know he knows what you know what's in your head i guess that's what happens when you sell your soul to dream demons more or less but i won't get into that just yet i'll save that for the actual debate but i mean just to you know sum up my opening statement i will say that it's a privilege uh to represent the first uh horror icon to be located in the mortal kombat games granted he was dlc but it is a privilege, and I will uh, pass the mic over to my competitor and hear all about some Mr. Voorhees himself. All right, Jimmy. Uh, 
I'm a little shocked that you went in hard on the the rape and child molesting part of the Freddy Krueger on your opening statement. Those were going to be wow. big, uh, big negative points. But you kind of went in with, with that early, throw me a little off my game here. Which all right, it's a good move on that. If you gotta you gotta lean into it if that's the guy you're defending. But I'm, gonna, I'm not going to Freddy right yet. I'm going to talk about Jason first. Uh, Jason, he was was a little boy who was in a went to camp and the counselors weren't paying attention and he drowned in the lake and his mother went crazy in the first movie went and started killing all the counselors to get revenge for her son who died and then she gets her head chopped off at the end of that movie spoiler alert obviously and then from part two on jason takes the main stage and he first he starts out as just like a regular unstoppable human kind of like a michael myers type of character but eventually, as the series goes on, he kind of develops into an undead, unkillable zombie. Um, and the series kind of goes even crazier from there. It kind of leaned into why why do we like these movies? Why do we like Jason? Because they're just fun escape movies. With all. Handles your violent tendencies. You get, you get to enjoy it. When you watch movies like this, you tend to want to root for the killer. It's more fun. You don't want to see him, how he's going to get rid of some of these annoying teens. And the Friday 13 series leaned into that funny craziness of it and just kind of went all out with it. Like you had, um, like I said, Jason became an unkillable zombie. Then in, he uh, he decides to go invade Manhattan in one of the movies. He decides to fight a Carrie-like character in a different movie. And then what the hell, he even goes into space and fights, a, fights an alien spaceship. I mean... You're going all in on the on the nuttiness when you get into the Friday the Thirteenth series, and that's one of the reasons why I love about it. Um, Jason's one of those. He's a silent character; doesn't say a lot. Obviously, doesn't say anything, but he lets his actions speak louder than words. I think he has some of the more funnier, violent kills in the series when you compare it to uh, the Freddy Krueger series. And I just think overall, the movies—if you're ranking how well the movies are. I think that there there are a couple great Nightmare on Elm Street movies, but I think overall as a series you get better or at least more movies out of the Friday the 13th series, and that that's going to be where I'm going to try to lean in and get my points in about Jason and his what makes him great. Well, good job, guys. Um, well done on your opening statements. Um... Yes, I am. I am going to agree with with B on this one, um, Jim. I mean, you 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 went right for the the, for the rape yeah, and and you know what? Um, kudos, um, kudos for you. Um, Try to knock off B off his game for a bit. Um, I figured that was going to pop up a little later as part of the nope. negatives, um, but I, I like the fact that you're you're right right up in the beginning. I'm like, this is who he is, and that's what's going on. All right, folks. Um, so I expect um, in Freddy versus Jason fashion, um, blood, guts, gore, mayhem, chaos, no holds bar, go, go for glory, um, kind of a debate here because um, it is obviously two iconic uh, characters here. Um, so with that being said, um, Jim, I'm going to lend it back over to you and start, start it off. All right. Well, I'm going to say like one of the big positives about Freddy is that Robert England was like an accomplished stage actor before he, you know, got the part. And it was definitely, you know, something where like he actually gave personality to a character versus being uh, 
Jason, who is essentially a, a stuntman who gets to walk around and get his, you know, either his arm or fingers cut off or what have you, axe to the head. Uh, Freddy, I think, through, was mainly consistent throughout all of his iterations, and it was almost always, I shouldn't say almost always, it was pretty much always him. Friday, I think one of the big uh, downfalls of their franchise was that fifth movie when it was the imposter Jason and you had Roy as the, the fake Jason who, you know, the new beginning, if you will. And that was just, to me, like, it kind of sucked. Like, you know, it was like, I saw what they were going. It was, it was trying to be different. And, you know, you appreciate that, you know, at the time, but I, I to me, it was just kind of like, yeah, that movie had some positive, you know, like good kill scenes and everything. But for me, in, in the sense of a Jason movie, like you take that one out. Even though, you know, he dresses just like him, I would take that one out. Yeah, his mask was, you know, bl- had the blue uh, stripes instead of the red that Jason normally wears. Um, Freddy was Freddy. You know, you had six movies and then Wes Craven's New Nightmare and then Freddy versus Jason. I could say out of those seven movies, uh, maybe two are terrible. But the rest are, I would say, very agreeable uh, the two terrible ones, uh, one of them being Nightmare on Elm Street 2, I think actually had one of the best concepts of Freddy possessing a, uh, one of the teens and making you believe that the teen was the one doing the killing, even though it was him who was possessing the teen. I think that would be good for a future remake if they could kind of incorporate that in there going forward, because the Nightmare on Elm Street remake, who probably had one of the better actors in Jackie Earl Haley playing Freddy, um, it was a huge miss. It was definitely one of those movies that they shot at the original. They wanted to redo the original in a modern setting. They made you want to believe he was innocent the whole time until the big climax where, guess what? He wasn't. He was a sick pervert, and they all knew it. You know, spoiler alert, you find that out in about four of the other movies. And... He's, you know, it's it's a it's a different kind of uh, mindfuck because I think Freddy, in a sense, is more real aside from the fact that you know he's a burned dream demon. But that's somebody you can see in real life as a child predator, and you know, going after these young kids, not necessarily wearing his signature uh, glove with knife fingers, but that is uh, he's. I think Freddy's very real in that in that respect. Whereas Jason, you know, more or less revenant zombie, you know, he's he's not as believable. Whereas like Freddy prior to becoming, you know, a crazy dream demon, I think is way more, you know, real. Well, I will say I say this about the Nightmare on Elm Street theories. I mean, Robert England is the man. You take him out of those movies and they aren't what they are. And that's clearly what happened with the remake with Jackie O'Hurley. Like, it just, he is that series. And for him to be in those movies is what makes them great. But they really didn't lean into how great he was until, like, part three. Like, the first one yeah. and the second one, they kind of, they tried to make it more of a realistic horror movie and tried to actually scare you. And they didn't lean into their greatest strength, which was how great of a charismatic character Robert England and Freddy is. Yeah. And they did it for three, four, and five, and even uh, Final Nightmare, the three D one. They kind of they leaned into the funness. They leaned into what made those movies great, but they always kept trying to make it go back to their to make it 
oh, we're a horror movie. We're a horror franchise. We're not a stupid, funny kind of slapstick movie. Yeah. We're, we're horror. But every time they do that, they they go away from what makes their movies great. Their movies, what makes their movies great is how funny uh, Robert England is and how like he's spitting one liners every time he kills somebody. Like Quitting. Wes Craven's New Nightmare and the remake. I don't think those are really good movies, even though. Well, Wes like, Craven's New Nightmare was meta. Well, that was, it was very meta. It was. I agree with you. It was trying too hard in that respect. But like, at this at the same time, no other franchise did that before that. Like, it, it didn't say like it didn't make it real. Like, I, which I thought was a bit you know innovative, you know, given Wes Craven's uh, part of it. But I can see what you're saying though, because overall, like that that would be my other movie that you know from before. If you're including the originals, that was my other terrible uh, movie uh, that they did. I, I agree. It was a very bold concept, and it, and it could have been great. But I just don't think it hit the marks uh, where they wanted wanted to go with it. Whereas the Friday Thirteenth movies, yeah, they did the New Beginning, which is definitely the the black mark on the Friday Thirteenth series. But they kind of listened to the fans. Like people bitched about that movie because said, "Oh, that movie sucks. Jason's not even in it." Yeah. So they said, mm-hmm. "Well, yeah, well, because Jason's dead. We killed him in the last one." I was like, "Yeah, but we want to see Jason." All right, well, we'll we'll dig him out of the fucking ground. We'll have lightning strike him, and we'll come back to life as a zombie. Is that what you want? And fans are like, "Uh, yeah, this is what we want." <laughs> so they, let's let's go with it. So I like that they listened to what, what their fans were complaining about and went back in and all right, yeah, we'll bring Jason back to life as an unkillable zombie that makes no sense logically and. Let's just lean into this fucking new uh new plot point and just go with it. But now roll since he's it. undead, we can do whatever we want with him. We can blow him up, yeah. we can drown him in the lake, we can throw him over here, like we can have the carry character beat the shit out of him, drop houses on him, and he could just keep getting Seems up. To me, so that's the other like... black eye in the franchise. Part seven to me was like the other black eye in the franchise. And then the uh what was it? Uh Jason Goes to Hell is the broken jaw. Like it was really like Jason Goes to Hell was so fucking bad that like it like the end of that movie you needed freddy's glove to save the movie like you needed it just because of how bad the rest of the movie was that whole concept not a yeah not a great movie but i mean you talk about the one when freddy where where jason fights the carrie character all the way back at that movie they were already trying to get a jetty versus racing a a jetty uh, yeah freddy Freddy versus versus jason movie out there and they couldn't get uh the nightmare on Elm Street people to agree. So they said, well, we want to make yeah. Jason fight somebody. Let's make him fight Carrie. And they said, well, we can't get the rights to Carrie. So they just made up a whole character who can have telekinesis yeah. and they kind of went with that. Uh, and then Jason goes to hell again. They they teased that, that glove at the end because they wanted to get a Freddy versus Jason movie out there. But Nightmare on Elm Street kept fighting it because they wanted to make a, the serious horror movies that they kept going with. They don't want to make it to be this slapstick ridiculous but like I still comedy. find like I agree with you. Like it was still it was serious in another sense, but like the jokes, like the jokes in three, the jokes in like "Welcome to Primetime, Bitch" is a fucking classic Freddy line. You know, you got okay. part four. You know, different. I will say, and that it kind of went back to to one, but it, he was still quippy. And then I always get four and five mixed up because they're kind of like one movie. They go into because they go into each other. It's that same uh, Alice character. Um, yeah. Who was who was in I'll agree. I, think like, the, I think part three, the Dream Warriors, is probably the best movie out of both. Hands down, I think I'll even give you that. You probably have the best movie out of all of them. But the problem is, I, the problem with four 
is all right, three was cool. They give you all these cool characters that you like, and they win. They end up defeating Jason, and, and then they kill them all in four. Kills them all. And it's like, all right, I guess we're starting over again. But that's bold, though. That basically says you like all these guys. Get the fuck out. Like, you know, sorry. Like, you know, we're gonna kill all of them. We, we, you didn't. You didn't give us anybody new. You didn't give us anybody new that we cared about. And then yeah. as the series goes on, you don't really connect to anyone. You're like, well, I'm just gonna freaking kill them off all anyway. And they kept trying to go like with these new nightmares, and the these they tried to keep making a, a serious Nightmare on Elm Street movie, which they should have leaned in and just went back into the funny. Freddy's a character we love. These are why we like him. Let's make that movie. And then when they finally did do a Freddy versus Jason, it was awesome. Like we got everything we yeah. wanted out of both characters. We got some crazy ass fight scenes. Freddy was funny again. The kills are still violent. Everything was still gory as hell, but it was a good movie because they leaned into. What makes Freddy great? And the problem is that they, they kept not trying to do that. Like, even with the, like you said, the dream child is when they, interv- in, they bring in his mom and they tell you that story about her being raped by a thousand maniacs. You're like, all right. I thought we were watching no, no, a fun little movie thing. where people fight a demon monster. Now we're, you're giving me this. She was running in three. Like, all right. She was, oh, she was initially in three. She, she was in three, four, and five. She is, but so, they don't introduce that rapey part. Really gotta go into it until five. Yeah. Right. Which is, that's when it's like, what, what the hell are you doing here? Like, in part three was a fun fun movie. Even part four had, like, I think it had the one kid who turned into, like, a, a vampire to fight Freddy, like, because he brought in his power. Uh, a superhero. Like, a superhero. He was a superhero. He was, he was a superhero. He, like, made his own comics, which was cool. Like, you know, he was definitely yeah. one of those characters that you were like, I like that guy. And then the one guy was the strong man. Uh, I forgot what his name was. Um, you had the girl who who couldn't talk, but when she was in the dream world and she screamed and like everything shattered. Um, yeah, I think those uh, those elements of it were great, and that's three and four. And all right, we're getting into now. We're getting into a groove. These movies are fun. These movies we know what to expect. And then part five comes out. Oh yeah. So by the way, his mother was raped by a thousand people. You're like, oh okay, okay. Like let's. I guess let's get See, back to that, reality. That, like, we were having fun. Like we were enjoying these what movies. Cool about five. What I liked about five is when you see the the like you see the little baby Freddy in the beginning, and like he you know comes back. He's old, you know, normal Freddy again. The baby, or the you know the unborn baby, and then you you meet the little kid, and you, it turns out the little kid is actually the spirit of the kid that um, Alice is about to you know bore, and like. He there's that one scene towards the end where he's all Freddy like and he's got like the burns on him and everything, which makes no sense. But it was just like one of those little things where it's like you don't know who was winning that power struggle if he was you know going to be good and evil. Like he could have been the reborn Freddy for all we knew. So like it could have been one of those like it had potential either way if they you know let the kid get possessed if they didn't let the kid get possessed. And you know it, it brought you to six, which introduced Freddy's daughter, which was a whole other debacle in and of itself because the whole movie he's being teased that he has a child, but you don't know if it's a girl or a boy and everyone assumes it's a boy. And then, you you know, spoiler alert, it's a girl. But to me, that has one of the funnier and best deaths in the entire franchise with Freddie with the power glove, the NES power glove playing, you know, the, what was it? Brecken Myers character. Who's the huge stoner in the movie. And he's killing him basically playing Nintendo. I mean, that was, Definitely one of the more creative kills, I will say, that you could get. And not that 
if you really wanted to think about like you know video games for the time and you I mean freddie and uh jason both had games on the nes and both were different jason's was more of survive you know survive the night kind of a thing kind of like uh the home alone game at the time you had to light all the torches but you, nobody told you you had to light all the torches you had to figure that out for yourself and avoid jason in the meantime the freddie game was a bit more uh I want to say action platformer, but I I feel like I'm right there trying to remember most of it. And like, you know, the big boss is Freddy at the end. I, I will say this, though, um, the new Friday the 13th game that came out a couple of years ago, which is basically uh, like a mass multiplayer game, is a pretty decent game. Good concept. And it gives you a good chunk of suits before that whole lawsuit more or less shut the game down, which kind of is a bummer. But like you get the creative kills. And you get all that where, like, you know, the the suits from all the movies. And I, I will say that is the one bummer is that it, it did get the lawsuit. And, you know, Friday never, uh, Friday, uh, what was it, not Friday, uh, Nightmare never got, like, a video game like that going forward. But, like, to be fair, I don't know how Nightmare could do that. Whereas, like, Jason, I felt like it was a little bit easier to have, like, that one versus all or uh, kind of uh, character. You know, which is a testament to Jason. But at the same time, I'm kind of like, if you could do that with Freddy, I'm not entirely sure how it would work because he's such like a, he's so in depth and like he goes after you in spe- in specific ways in the mindscape that like you couldn't really do that you know, let's survive kind of a thing. It's you know you have to wake the character up to survive, or you know figure out a way to bring him into the real world and kill him like they do in pretty much all the movies, aside from two. Which is what I was going to say. That's another knock on that series for me is that they always like, how do we kill Car- Freddy? Oh, let's bring him into the real world and fight him. That's all right. That's the, the plot of almost every one of these movies, at least with Jason. They, they, they kind of go into weird areas with it. Like when we're, we're watching the Freddy, Freddy getting talking about his mother being raped by 8,000 8, maniacs. We said, all right, let's pray, take Jason and bring him into Manhattan. I'm like, why not? It's fucking hilarious. It's ridiculous. It doesn't make any sense. But that scene where he's just walking through Times Square and he kicks over the guys, the, the gang's boombox. Boombox, yeah. It's hilarious. It's funny. Like, they leaned in. They're like, the you know, I'm going to come at him with a knife. <laughs> and then he lifts up yeah. the mask. <laughs> he lifts up his mask and shows him his face. And, and then the, we cool. you don't get to see it, just, the, just they see it. It's funny. Like, they, they lean into the ridiculousness of it. Let's not even get to the point where he goes into space. I didn't even get bring that up yet. How he's, that, was, that was another one that's, you know, the... the the cutoff year, the reservoir dog deer, that franchise. Like, I mean, well, it was me, so I, ridiculous. I, I, I <laughs> like, love, I love that movie because it, it's just like, all right, yeah, we're gonna bring uh, uh, Jason into outer space. Like, how the hell is this gonna work? And they made it like a serviceable movie. Like, it's not like horrible to watch. Like, you can sit down and watch it, and it's the kills in it are funny. The, the comedy in it is funny when they put Jason in the virtual reality where he's in a a fake oh, no, was... with the girls, and they're like, hey, let's have unprotected sex and drink. Like, it's just. That's kind of like they're going meta with it a little bit and making fun of themselves. My biggest gripe with that movie, though, being is that all of a sudden he's human again. He wasn't a zombie anymore. He was human again. He was just sitting there, like you know, chained up. And I'm like, okay, we're gonna ignore the fact that that really crappy movie where he becomes a literal like rat demon exists. We're gonna ignore the fact that he was a zombie previously. He's going to be a you know more or less a conscious human. They don't really uh, take away the fact that he's not a zombie anymore. He he gets frozen because the Earth freezes, and then they they bring him on well, the spaceship like, and bring him back to life. He's still he kind still, of a zombie. He was 
Yeah, but he was still he was very human looking. Like his his look wasn't consistent with like the story progression uh, progression. Like you know, each movie going into I will say uh, the shitty one, the 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 final uh, uh, one, the final Friday. Close to hell. His look was progressively degrading. So like you meet him as a kid. Then all of a sudden, in the next summer, he's a 20-year-old with long hair, some weird patchy beard, and he wears a burlap sack. From that movie into the next movie, which is, what, two years? He's bald. And, you know, he gets that iconic hockey mask, which we can say, you know, we had to wait three movies to get it. Not a big deal. Freddie had his sweater more or less from the first movie. The only difference was the arms. The arms changed in from one to two. He got the stripes on the arms. In the first one, it was solid red. But for the most but I'll say part, this, you, you don't get the you don't get the Jason you want until part three. That is true. But you really don't get the Freddy you're, that everybody knows and loves until part three so of the part, well, franchise. Anyway. I agree. So they kind of both are on the same level with that, where the the, be, the most iconic part of that character for both movies didn't really start until part three. And when you go into the Freddy I, movies, you only get really three movies of that or three or four movies with that we, iconic we, Freddy character where then, then they start rebooting it or making it more yeah. like the nightmare and all that. Whereas the Jason movies, they went in for five or six movies. All right, let's get in with this undead evil monster. They, they, let's they went do hard. It. Let's make movies. And yeah, Final Friday, say, I'm not going to sit here and defend that one, but throw that one no, out. You the, you See, my... the other movies we got there are still good and fun. No, that's one true. Of these has has I... scenes and moments that you can watch and laugh and enjoy. I don't think you have that in all the Freddy movies. I think you have it in a lot of them. And I, like I, I said, Part Three is the best one uh, of the Freddy Krueger movies out of probably all these movies. But when you get into the bad Freddy movies, I think a lot of them are unwatchable. When you get into the bad Friday Thirteenth movies, they still kind of have scenes and moments that are that are that's fair. Fun. But I will say, like the difference, though, like I think Jason is more brutality and straight, like you know, like. You know he's a good. I'm gonna say hunter in that respect because there's scenes where like you see him like throw the knife from far away and like he's getting it right in the person's eye. Like he's you know an accomplished killer in that respect. Freddy is doing everything in the dream world, so he could do whatever the hell he wants. Like Freddy is using one guy as a puppet, like a marionette, walking him to literally walk off a building, and you know make it look like the guy commits suicide. That was part three. There was the scene, which I believe was in part four with the girl who had an eating disorder and the scene with the other girl who was her friend opens the fridge door, sees her and the girl who had the eating disorder, her face is shoved with food to the point where her cheeks are bursting open and he's shoveling more in like, you know, Hey, come join us kind of a thing, which I thought was a, a real nice, like kind of, uh, you know, in, in a sense where it's like, you know, this is, I guess how people with eating disorders really must feel when they're getting told to eat and like, like in a sense, like not necessarily meta, but like, in a, you know, kind of scary in that respect where like, I can understand why somebody, you know, who is might you know, might be anorexic or bulimic might just be like, that's fucking frightening. Like, you know, I could not deal with that. Like, it's you know very real. My, uh, I was going to get into before though, B is I will say you guys had Corey Feldman. Um, that was your big, uh, 80s star. Um, Kevin Bacon, I believe as well. Yeah. Kevin Bacon. We yes, had Johnny Depp. You know, Johnny, Johnny Depp. Depp is my uh, claim to, uh, you know, the first movie. Yours was Kevin Bacon, mine was Johnny Depp. 
You had Corey Feldman after that, which was solid. I pretty much had, uh, that was Breckenmeyer in the late one, like the 1989, 1990 part six. Really in between was nobody. And I guess it's because they were giving it a chance to more up and coming independent actors. Like Heather Langenkamp ended up getting a career. That was the girl who played Nancy, the original screen girl who came back in three. Um, she ended up becoming like a makeup effects and horror, like special effects person. And like, she got a, her job or essentially her big break came out of one in three. And that's how she met like her husband and stuff like that, which I thought was like a nice little touch. So when they brought her back for Wes Craven's new nightmare and all that was real and came together, you know, it was cool in, in that respect. Like, you know, you're following the original character and like Robert England was there. He was both playing himself. He was playing Freddie that Freddy was a little bit more demonic in the sense that I believe he had knives on both hands and they were wedged into his hands. It wasn't a glove. It was actually, that was him. He wore a trench coat. He didn't really have his fedora, the fedora, for whatever reason, you, you kind of barely saw him. They made Freddy good. They took away everything. They kept the sweater. They took out uh, the funniness the of it. And said, Let's go into more scariness of it. Well, yes, but like he also had like that one line in the doctor's office with the young boy who was Heather Langenkamp's son, where he looks at the kid and go and like he's killing the woman. And he goes, "Hey, Dylan, you ever play skin the cat?" And it was just like, "What?" Like you know, like, and he's literally telling the kid, "I'm going to skin this woman alive." Like, you know, then he gets kidnapped and brought into the boiler room, and Nancy has to go, you know, save him, or Heather has to go save him, what have you, because he still refers to her as Nancy because he, whatever reason, just does that. You know, she's Nancy, so I have to go, you know, go back to Nancy. But, I mean, I, mean, I, I don't know. You're we, saying, we keep talking about that movie, which is probably one of their worst, one of the worst ones for Freddy. I think they, I think they took a big swing, and, it, and they really could have hit it out of the park with it, as like, dude, the concept I'll of give it is great. But they didn't, like, they, they, didn't, they didn't do it well. That's why I wanted to go back to 2, Nightmare on Elm Street 2. Probably had the best concept, like I was talking about earlier, out of the entire bunch. The kid moves into Freddy's house and more or less ends up becoming possessed by Freddy. He, you know, is stalking his uh, gym coach in the locker room and kills him. And, like, all of a sudden the gloves on his hand and he's freaking out. And then the whole scene where Freddy emerges at the, at the house party and he comes through the kid and, like, cuts open the, bo- the, the torso and walks through and then kills everybody, like, boils the pool to kill all the kids. Like, creative kills do not get me wrong. But I can understand yeah, I, why people think that movie isn't the best out of them. No, it's not. And I, I agree again. It's another one where they went with a big concept and, again, took a big swing. But, it, again, it doesn't really work. They really didn't find their stride until part three where they brought in the Dream Warriors. And that's where they should have kind of let that franchise go. But they kept trying, no, we got to make this serious. We got to make these... Uh, real horror and it just doesn't work like that and then you but just I will say, say though about... i'll say one thing about freddie like you did say he got into mortal kombat first but he did jason made made for the mortal kombat movies every kill he, he has is, like, every kill he has a is a fatality. every kill jason has is a free fatality he's basically does different he does the johnny cage hedge punch and freaking jason takes manhattan he pulls out a guy's spine yeah. In some of the other movies, he picks up a guy in a in a sleeping bag and bashes them into a tree. Like he he's made for those Mortal Kombat movies. And him being in the last video game was pretty damn cool because he has you know some of those cl- 
classic moves are his. Some of those classic scenes from those movies are his fatalities and are his special moves in there, which is just pretty cool. And the, the problem with the uh, with Freddy in the in the Mortal Kombat games is they went with the Jackie O'Hurley version. They didn't even go with the cool one. They didn't even go with Robert England, the, the, your favorite exactly. one. They went with the shitty one. Whereas the the Jace, you get the Jason you know and love, the one you want in the and when he's in Mortal Kombat. So I I would say that has to give a plus to Jason. I think yeah, Freddy got into the Mortal Kombat series first, but Jason did it and he did it right and he did it perfectly. So to to me, I think though it's mainly because Robert England retired himself as the character, and at the time when the game came out, the movie was coming out, so that's probably why they went that way. Which I can understand, you know, if you can't get the guy's rights, then you're not going to be able to get it. Um, I, I mean, I get why they did it, but when looking at the final product, which one's better, it's, it's the Jason version. And yeah, that sucks that they couldn't do it right, but they didn't do it right. Like, there's reasons why they didn't do it right, but they did it right for Jason. So that's got to be a point on the Jason camp. I mean, you know, teach their own, B. I will say this, though, as far as the TV shows go, because you did bring up the fact that we both do have uh, TV shows. At least Freddy was present in Freddy's Nightmares, where Jason was nowhere to exist in Friday the 13th, the series. Like, at all. I mean, what, it would have been better like, if that Jason... Was like, it was such a, like a cheap, like, you know... It was a cash-in for sure, without a doubt. Yeah. Cashing in on how great th- that series was, so bring it on to television. But if you take the name out of it and just watch the this, this show for what it was, it actually is pretty damn good. Like, it is pretty funny. And it is pretty interesting. It's almost like a, kind of like a Twilight, a Twilight Zone, kind of like yeah. from Crypt kind of a show. And you take away the, the name Friday the 13th and just lean into it, it's not a bad show. Like, it's it's. I don't think it's a black eye on the Friday the 13th No, it's franchise. not. It was just... It was Good. just a terrible cash grab. Like, you know, it was it yeah. was definitely something that we have the name and we're going to use it and let's just try this. And, like, the I'll call it the Halloween 3, where it's, like, people are yeah. going to see it because it's attached to the franchise, but it holds no weight within the franchise kind of a thing. Um, right. Not it necessarily. Yeah. To get eyes on like, it. Not but it wasn't. It's it wasn't not a new bad. beginning. Right, like at least the new beginning continued with Tommy Jarvis, and I will give you that. Like they had that kid character that they could follow through. I've seen more Friday fan films than I have seen Freddy fan films. But well, say, we keep bringing up New Beginning. The reason they did the whole New Beginning was because fans were complaining, like, "Oh, Jason's back again!" Like oh, we're gonna make another movie with Jason. Like people were getting burned out on it. So the the creators go, "Fine, we'll do this." It's a you had one killer, basically. And all, the fans bitch, the well, and all the fans bitch, well, how come Jason's not in it? Well, you were just bitching that he's in too many of these movies. Now you're bitching he's not in it. So they kind of just went with the fans. You did oversaturate the market. You, you did. Like, almost every year from 80 to 89, uh, there was at least one Friday the 13th movie. I think you only skipped maybe two years where he wasn't, uh, you know, between Pamela Voorhees, Jason Voorhees, where there wasn't a Friday movie in theaters. Freddie, on the other hand, was, you know, he came a little bit later. He came in 84, and it wasn't necessarily like a movie a year, but it was like a movie every, you oh, know. It was pretty much, you got, you got 84, 85, 87, 88, 89. So you really just missed 86. Yeah, but I mean, like, it was it was different, though, in, in a little bit in that respect. Like, he, he was only half the decade, and the year that they missed, you know, was, what was it, the year for uh, three. 
So, you know, they were filming three during 86 to get you to 87, which, you know, fair. You know what? Fine. 86 had a lot of good movies. It didn't need a Friday the uh, Friday 13th or a nightmare movie. But I think 86 was part seven. 86, Jason, Jason Lynn, which, is, which is my favorite oh, one. Part probably. six, part six the is one. probably the better. Um, that's better, the one um, where they just, all right, we're just going to make fucking Jason an unkillable monster. We're going to strike him with lightning, bring him back fun. to life. Poor Shaq from uh, Welcome Back, Cotters in the beginning. Just why not? Because he is there. And uh, I like even how that movie starts. It's like Jason gets struck by lightning and he comes back to dead like Frankenstein, like the old little homage to those fucking movies. And then he just walks into the screen, turns, and does like the James Bond, like shooting yeah, the eye yeah. thing. Like, you, do, you know, like you watch that, and, you're like, all right, you know what you're getting into now. Like, all right, this ain't the, like it's, it's, it's the old Friday like, 13 movies. This ain't the old ones trying to really scare you. And we're leaning into the weirdness. We're leaning into the craziness. Jason's now a zombie. He just did the James Bond shoot the eye thing. We're going all in with this ridiculous concept. Either you're on board or you're not. And people obviously were on board because they cut upping the ante ever since then. Like, they made him fight Kerry. They took him to Manhattan. They took him to space. They rode that crazy train as far as they freaking could before they finally said, all right, what what are we going to do now? So I like that they did that. I like that they went ride that fucking crazy train. Not Don't try and bring it back. Or we're going to bring Freddy back to his roots again and make him scary again. It's like, no, ride the train. This is where people wanted to go. These are where we want these movies to go. And Friday 13 did that, and Freddy didn't, which is unfortunate. Uh, I, mean, I think I he kind of did, though. Like, he did lean into the, in some of the... I mean, not at first, but he did later on. Like, starting at 3, he did get into more of the ridiculousness. He got into the more comedic quips, the creative Agre- kills. Agre- yeah, uh, he they did that. snake, and he was eating the girl. Um, right, they did that for three movies. They did it for three, they did it for four. And they did it a little bit for five, but then five they decide, all right, let's let's bring that rape story back into it. Like they, they hey, I mean, that explain the origins. I mean, Jason's origins aren't really fully explained, other than he drowned and came back. You don't know how he came back. You don't know why he is, you know, present at all. Essentially, you know, whether he came out of the lake, what happened after he came out of the lake? Did his mother do like some voodoo ritual to bring him back? Like, you well, know, no, that's they, the they, mystery. They kind and, of like, explain. Kind of explain it a little bit in part two, in that, all right, when he comes out of the lake in the end of the first one, that was just a, a horrific nightmare the girl had because she wakes up in the next movie and they're like, that wasn't actually real, it was just part of a nightmare. So, but when he, he was drowned, still... lake, yeah, when he drowned in the lake as a kid, he never he didn't really die, he became kind of like a mongoloid freak that his mother took care of, but he wasn't her son, so he died, and that's why he, well, he was he's not really mongoloid, he was, he was disfigured prior, he was still, he was always disfigured. It was just that, you know, you know what what ended up happening was, and like this is the one thing that like I appreciate about the Freddy character that I like I I I kind of appreciate about Jason too, is that I wanted a bit more on why Pam Lavorhees essentially, um, what you know what she did to get him back, you know whether it was like you know he was disfigured and he was resuscitated and then like she raised him in secret and like you know went crazy that they were all you know like you let him die like you're irresponsible teenagers or did Uh she take the body out of the lake bring it to somebody and go hey by the way i want to bring my son back to life what do i have to do to do that and like some voodoo you know witch doctor was like well this is what we're going to do you know we're gonna you know pray to you know dembala like in child's play and we're gonna bring him back (laughs) which would be a nice tie-in for future you know movies you know you heard it here uh, first as it were 
Freddy versus Jason versus Chucky, but you I know, mean, yeah, I mean, we'll, there's always. I mean, that's the good thing about Halloween. There is so many <laughs> iconic characters. I mean, I'm sure we can do, um, you know, figure out a, a good a good debate between you know, obviously we're leaving out Michael Myers. Obviously, you just mentioned Chucky. I mean, there's there's several other characters that we could just throw against each other. Um, so I'm sure it, this is the month long Halloween of 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 shenanigans and thumb wars. I mean, well, we'll we'll, we'll throw something together. Um, well, Jimmy, you said but, that they never really got into how they brought uh, Jason back to life. There is a fan theory out there now. It's just a fucking fan theory. Who gives a shit? But Jason is a deadite from the Evil Dead series. So they they were even that. they were even trying to make like a little. We'll have uh, versus, Jason Fred versus, versus Ash from Evil Dead. That, that would have been epic. I think would be so, like, damn My big thing, which I feel, at least regarding the Jason, uh, you know, Fri- the Friday franchise, even like the new, like the remake with Jared Padalecki, which was terrible. I mean, the only saving grace of that movie was Jason. I mean, that was the one movie you literally rooted for him for it the entire time. Excuse me, beginning to finish. But I will say, at least Freddy in the terrible final nightmare, uh, final nightmare in six. At least they gave backstory. At least you got to see, you know, him make the deal with the dream demons and like, you know, him essentially becoming where he got to that point where he was the, you know, the guy from the 1984 movie. And you saw like he had a wife, he had a kid, he killed his wife in front of his kid. And then, you know, basically told his daughter, hey, like, you know, you didn't see nothing. We're going inside to play, you know, come with me. Mommy's just taking your medicine. Like he went at her and was just like, you know, very manipulative and he can get you to do what he wants. And then when she finally got to him and like, you know, kissed him happy, you know, happy Father's Day, because I guess the movie came out around Father's Day. And like she shoves the pipe bomb in his chest to actually kill him. And he looks at the screen and goes, kids and dies. And then the dream demons come out of him and like, you know, they disappear into nothingness. Like it was an, it was in a sense, it was decent closure in the respect of we're giving you his entire of how he became that Freddy, and this is how we're going to going to kill that Freddy. I think, but I, I want to go with. I think it's cool that you know, they like, gave him the backstory. But the problem is, his backstory always goes back to the fact that he was a child predator and a pedophile. That's well, the part you know, I don't That's the part I don't want to think about when I'm watching these movies. I want to think about him as a funny <laughs> demon monster killing kid, like. I want to get into the fun part of it. I don't want to think about that part. That's the part I hate. Right, that's the problem. They kept trying to make it. I think that's great. That's like no, the one they... great part is that Freddy, Freddy could actually <clears throat> exist. Like you know, that's the thing. Aside from the demon part, like he could actually exist in real life. You know, like you could have that guy down the block, your partner, be fucking Freddy Krueger, and you have no idea. Right, yeah, and I like, don't want to watch it. <laughs> when once created him, that was his whole thing. I need to think of the worst thing possible. Like, the worst, like, child, like, molester, like, person possible. And, like, I guess that was big in California at the time. And he just, he rolled with it. And that and that's what it was. And I'm like, all right, Wes Craven, you're Wes Craven. You know, do what you got to do. Yeah. At least, like, you could say, like, he's the king of horror, Wes Craven. And, like, that was his baby. You know, it, it kind of led him to scream. You have a tonality issue then, because you're going with something that's so freaking horrible, like something that's truly horrible, and but then you're going into it with, all right, but we're going to make this character lovable, funny, and give you one-liners and make you laugh. Like, what's the tone here? Are we hey, trying to get really serious? Get to the killer. We're trying to make you laugh and 
enjoy a, a fun-filled, ridiculous movie. They that's don't really know. Killer. That's they're, the they're reality of it. That's a serial killer. Is that he's charming, he's funny, he's witty, and like he can come at you, and he's very real with you. And then all of a sudden, next thing you know, a freaking switch goes off, and he's the one who's fucking gutting your, you know, like gutting you like a fish, and like just staring you down, enjoying every second of it. Like you know, that's Patrick Bateman before Patrick Bateman. You know, he's just yeah, like all that Patrick of Bateman movie. The tonality of that movie is is the same throughout the whole movie. Like where these Freddy movies, they get too real. They get to, all right, we're going to have this woman be raped. All right, we're going to have him talk about molesting children. But then we're going to have it lighthearted, and he's going to kill a guy with a Nintendo Power. What's scarier than real life, What's scarier than real life? We're going all over the map. They lean into that. The the problem is when they did go, all right, let's make it real, and they did uh, the remake, it was horrible. Yeah, nobody liked the look. That was the big. Da- I will admit that was the big detriment to that film. Is that if he, they, I guess if they would have kept Jackie Earl Haley's nose, it would have been a better look for them instead no, of the, the burned salamander. That movie is it got too real and it wasn't. You didn't have any fun with it. The, I the, thought the, he, the, you know, he had a little bit of quirky the, moments. Like it wasn't overly appeal, quirky. It was just, you know, the appeal of, the, of these movies are, is Robert England and the funniness of it. You take him out of it, now, now you're just left with a child molester who's burnt up. Like I, that, to me, that's not where I want to go. That's not where I want these the series to go. I'd rather it be the Jason. All right, he's an unkillable monster. Let's lean into that. Those movies had had a, they were ridiculous, but their tone was the same. Like taking Jason into space, they didn't have a side story where he starts diddling kids. You don't want to see because well, he was a child himself. <laughs> what would the child do? He had the mind of a child. Like that was the thing. Freddie was a fully functioning adult. Jason was still a child throughout. Like he was just a child in a you know undead zombie's freaking body. That's all you know. Like that's what he was. Like even in part eight, at the end of part eight, where he's essentially getting drowned by the sewage, he vis- he envisions himself as a child, and he's like you know you see the ghost of little Jason going help me throughout the movie. You know Freddie was always you know I'm the fully functioning crazy child molesting adult. And I have no qualms about, you know, being predator against against the teenager and, you know, coming over the phone with the tongue sticking out. Like, how oh, high, Nancy? Uh, like, kind of like, you know, sick stuff. Like, that. it's like creative in that respect. Like, you know, I will say, like, the bedroom kill in one where the it's just a fountain of blood. You know, like, that's more blood than a person contains in their body. But, like, you know, okay then, you know, go you, you know, Wes Craven. Like, you know, that... Works for me. Like I said, the whole movies the have, they have moments. You cannot, you still cannot justify, or to me at least, why we have to get back to this pedophile aspect of these movies. Like that's the because part that's real. Be <laughs> right, but he is real not. Is... He's a ridiculous. Is... <laughs> okay, you... but I will say this. I will, I will say this. Pete. You just said the bed kill was the best because no amount of human has blood in it. But now you want a realistic part when he's diddling kids. But no, but but like that's the thing though. It's like I will, like you know, I will say like Freddy versus Jason. Freddy could not have came back to the real world without Jason. It's you know it's documented in film. He used Jason to his advantage to make people think that he was the one doing the killing. Meanwhile, Jason was doing the killing, so that he can come back into the real world. And he can kill people himself, you know, because right, people so would fear him. They would think of him. So Freddy needed you know, Jason to come back. Is what you saying? Yes, he woke him Which up is, and said, "Go." It's an allegory for their franchises because the Nightmare franchise was so dead 
They needed Jason <laughs> to resurrect him and bring it back to make him finally back I into disagree. the movie. It was so I shitty. Last shitty movie. They needed. All right, let's let's jump on the Jason bandwagon just to get Freddy Krueger back into the limelight. And even the plot of the movie, as you just said, was about Jason bringing Freddy back because Freddy was gone. He was awful. No one wanted him anymore. That's not true. They've wanted him since you know. And I will say, the tease of the end of your terrible Friday movie. Agreed. It was terrible. At that point, Freddy was dead. Freddie reached out from hell, grabbed the, the hockey mask, and brought it down with himself laughing. I will say, though, that was Kane Hodder's arm, who was Jason. It was not Robert England's arm, because they couldn't do that for the time, for whatever reason. And it led to that movie eventually being made with no clear-cut winner. Although Freddie does wink at the end, suggesting that, you know, it is, in fact, I won't say a draw, because it really is a draw. <laughs> Because they're going to keep going until they die, which apparently neither of them want to do anytime soon. Agreed. But the whole, but the whole backgrounds of that movie and the whole reason why he they got to where they were was because Freddy was still killing people in Springwood. He was still there. He was still present. He killed the main character's mother. Everyone knew about him. They had to take dream suppressing drugs so that he wouldn't come back. And then him being the genius that he is is like. Jason's nearby. I can wake him up. They'll think it's me. I can come back and then I can kill more people. And then he did it. I would say I'll, you know, a little creatively, especially with the whole caterpillar possess possession of the fake Jay from Jay and silent Bob. You know, I, that's what I call him. Cause that's, you know, essentially what he reminds me of. Yeah. And, that's you know, him. he's possessed. That's and then he fights Jason possessed. Like he's fighting Jason in that guy's body with sleep inducing drugs. To knock Jason out to fight him in the dream world. You know, then you had the pinball sequence, and then he learns Jason's afraid of water, which, of all things, you can be afraid of. Jason's afraid, to, you know, of water, which, I mean, I can relate because, you know, I'm afraid of drowning also, considering I re really don't swim. But he's, you know, he died from drowning. He, could, he couldn't tread water. And, you know, no one was watching him. And then that's, you know, that's what's going to kill him is that Freddy opens a pipe. <laughs> And then the water comes on him. I'm going to have a panic attack and sit on the floor and, you know, get in the fetal position. And you see him as a kid. And then Freddy, you know, goes like, I'm going to go a little deeper into your brain and takes the knife and pokes him in the side of the temple. And then we go back to that day. This is great for you. You're just going over plot points of a great movie that we're both in it. So, like, that movie is everything you're saying about this movie is points for both of us is how great this movie was. It, it has oh, I agree with you. I agree with you. It is points for both of us, but I will say the main point of this, though, is that Freddy's the one controlling the entire situation. At that yeah, well, until they get into the real world where J Jason kicks the shit out of him. And they have well, that that's the whole point. Like, he did make some face. Yeah, well, what I, I wanted to bring up was like, yeah, the fact that there was a literally a Freddy versus Jason movie, the much anticipated Freddy versus Jason movie, because obviously it's been teased about it for so long. Yes, obviously, this debate is literally geared towards, obviously, since we had the Freddy vs. Jason movie, and the fact that both of you, both of you are representing, you know, the characters that you're representing um, are clear-cut, right? Yes, there's the human aspect of it, because you got to have some human bullshit story that goes along with all these crazy stories. Well, yeah, yeah. And you need but people it's to like, put yes, there, there was, there was the no, there's no, yeah, there was no clear-cut winner, so to speak, um, draw-wise. Draw um, so before Jim, before you actually brought up the movie, I was going to interrupt and be like, you gotta, you guys gotta, um, talk about the actual Freddy versus Jason <laughs> movie. 
Um, because there's there's you have pros and cons to both sides of your characters in this movie. Um, so but no, so far you guys so far you guys um, have talked about the, the movie itself, the, the pros and cons of each. So so far pretty good. Um, but I'll let you guys go on for a few more minutes um, so we don't re- re- repeat some more um, child pedophilia um, talk. No, of podcast course. Here. Uh, the real but yeah, go, go for go for a few more minutes. Um, then, yeah, then I'll, then I'll interrupt you to stop. <laughs> But, uh, Flag down. but B, you yeah. have to admit that for, that, for that movie, Freddie both started and finished that movie. He was the he was you know right there in the beginning, leading you off, and he was right there at the end, you know, sending yes, you off. He brought you in and he let you and he let you out. The deleted scene for that movie, which didn't make it into, um, which I thought should have been, it really shouldn't have been the ending. I like how they kept the ending ambiguous, but the end, the alternate ending that they went with was. Um, I forget who the main girl is, but um, she's supposed to be um, having uh, relations, I will say, with uh, John Ritter's son. And I think it turns out that she hallucinates or it actually is happening. But John Ritter's son becomes possessed by Freddy and slashes her. And that's how the movie ends. Kind of like a throwback to the original nightmare where uh, the mother gets you know killed, like being pulled through the door. And, you know, the hood goes up and it's the stripes for, you know, Freddy. But I think that's the thing that was in the end, you know, how can you kill a dream? And like, you know, dreams recur, they come back in in and of a sense. No, I think the way they ended it was perfect. I think that the way it ended was with Jason walking with Freddy's severed head, just walking with him. And you're like, all right, we got a clear cut winner. We know who wins this fight. And then that little wink by Freddy at the end. No, you don't. Now, now we can make a sequel. We can do whatever we want here. I think it's the perfect way to end it. I think that deleted scene is deleted for a reason because it was probably shit. I like the way they end it. I think, and that movie no, is I great. Agree. It gets gives you good points, and they do a really good job with the freaking the visuals of that the movie. Backstory. Like when they're yeah. in the when they're in the dream world, everything is red. When they're in the when they're in the real world, everything's blue because Jason's blue, Freddy's red. Like that's. Yeah, it's just the way they filmed that movie was good. For especially for fans of both series, both series of most of the most of us are fans of both. We're just having this debate because why not? But but for fans of both, they they that movie delivered for everyone. I think. I think if you're a fan of Freddy or a fan of Jason, that movie gave everyone what they wanted. You're not wrong. I just want to go. I just wanted to go into this though, um, just because I have to. Uh, as somebody, as as we are metalheads, if you will, mm-hmm. the uh, the two major songs, um, I had Dream Warriors by Dokken, and you had Alice Cooper. I'm trying to find out. Uh, he's back, the man behind the mask. The man behind the mask, and it's not it's not Dream Warriors. It's uh, Into the Fire. But I thought it was Dream Warriors. Because uh, Dokken's on. Yeah, Dokken is definitely dream. in part three, and I think it's the song Into the Fire. That's the song she plays to wake oh, herself up. I know, but the actual there's actually a song for the movie called Dream Warriors. Okay. And like classic song. The song you are correct though, I believe, is the song you were saying that she uses to wake herself up. But there is a theme for the movie. You are correct. That is a um, theme called Dream Warriors. But that's I think probably that song. Four. No, this is back. That's part three. Yeah. Part four has a different song. I still okay. think it's Doc and Love. Um, but I will say of the songs though, I think Dokken actually had the better song. 
um, of the two. Agreed. I will agree that. I, I think the Alice Cooper, because I love Alice Cooper. Um, I think it was a nice touch to bring him in, especially coming off of Feed My Frankenstein. And then, you know, part six, Jason essentially was Frankenstein, which was awesome. We're talking about uh, 80s music, though. You got to mention that part in Friday 13, part four, where Crispin Glover puts on that classic 80s metal song. I don't even know what song it is. And he does that weird ass fucking dance. We're just spazzing out over, which is a, a you're not wrong. <laughs> you know, you're not wrong. And like, that, that's one of those things that was like, he did that right before Back to the Future. Like, not a lot yeah. of people like really take that into consideration. Like, he that's where he started off. And, you know, that essentially led him to George McFly. And I will say that is positive for you. That is positive. If you do not know what I'm talking about, of him doing that dance, just freaking Google that right now. That gift of him dancing in that movie is ridiculous. It's I don't even know what the hell he was doing, but it's hilarious. Definitely watch it. But if we're, since we're talking music, have you guys heard of the band uh, Ice Nine Kills? Yes, of course. So they're basically a heavy metal band, and all they do is all their songs are about music all their songs are about uh, horror movies and they both they have a, a freddy cougar song and they have a friday the 13th song so yeah both of those songs are badass so i mean it's not really a point for me but it's, it's just cool to mention them i, think that, <laughs> I do all like right. the band. it's always cool to mention anybody doing please anybody i actually, I actually uh, have to mention this though it's good i have to i have to mention this before i guess we get to closing points or whatever yes, but at yeah. least with the simpsons we had a Treehouse of Horror segment based on Nightmare on Elm Street, whereas like Homer's Friday uh, point was during like the Cape Fear episode where he goes, Bro, you want to see my chainsaw and hockey mask? And like he cutting the brownies up and everything. I will say, you know, Groundskeeper Willie as Freddy Krueger, um, definitely top two of my Treehouse of Horrors. And I will. Uh, yeah. I will agree with that. That like, is a very good point. I was hoping you didn't you forgot about that. But yeah, that <laughs> that is a great, great one of the greatest Treehouse of Horrors. But it's it's really it's also not uh, Freddy Krueger. It's Groundskeeper Willie. Yeah, he's got. The same I know. Clothes. I agree. It's still, it's still a spoof. You know, it's yeah. it's it's there. It's the same. You know, but you know they also had the joint um, cold open where the two of them are on the couch gag together. Yes. Um, they were together at least. They were not separate. Uh, there was one more thing I had, and it escaped me because I wanted to bring up The Simpsons before, you know. Well, it wasn't Nightmare on Elm Street. It was Nightmare on Ever- Evergreen Terrace. You don't want to get sued. It's like The Shining and The Shining. Yeah, I don't want to get sued. I don't want to get sued. But, um... <laughs> oh, hold on. I had it and I lost it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, so, I, I, no, B, I got you. I got you. Go, go, I got go. you. B, I got yeah. you. So I will say a positive for you though is at least Friday was spoofed in Christmas Vacation. That's true. With uh with uh Clark Griswold, you know, in the chainsaw and cutting down the tree wearing his goalie mask. Granted, it was the goalie mask that was represented of part five. But still, it was still a Friday throw in. I, I mean, personally, it's is it a classic film? Yes, but The Simpsons are forever. Yes, I agree with that. We can't we'll always agree on The Simpsons are forever. That's one point that always brings us back to reality and get us back on the same side, no matter how violent or aggressive these no, debates will get. <laughs> that's right. It's, you know, it's very hard when you like both characters and you're defending the one, you know, like... <laughs> 
Well, yeah, yeah that's, like, that's like that's like, and that we're all, we're all like minded. So it's like, like we want to debate, but at the same time, it's like you agree with the other person. So it's like shit. It's like it's it's so hard. It's so hard, but it's good. I mean, you guys did a good job. All right, so let's do let's do final thoughts. Um, final well, closing arguments, I should say, not final thoughts. Closing arguments. Um, because I had the final thought. Um, <laughs> so closing arguments. Um, B. Um, it is it is your Huckleberry. Uh, closing thoughts. Arguments. Sorry. <laughs> okay. It, my closing argument is going to be the same as my beginning argument. I think that the Jason movies leaned into the craziness and decided to go with the fun of it. Like they, they realized how ridiculous these movies are just on paper and said, screw it. Let's stop trying to make a realistic horror movie about this guy killing kids. Let's just go ridiculous. Let's take them to freaking space. Let's take them to Manhattan. Let's have them fight a, a Carrie type character. Let's do this ridiculous stuff because this is what makes these movies fun. What makes these movies fun is that they're unkillable monsters. On Halloween, they made Michael Myers an unkillable monster and never bothered to explain why. Here, we dug Jason up from the ground, had him get electrocuted, and brought him literally back to life from a rotting corpse. I like that they went in with the, with these stories. I like that they decided, we're going to make these fucking weird and we're going to go crazy with it, but we're going to make these movies fun. Nightmare on Elm Street are great movies. I like I like the series as well, but it keeps coming back to that main point that this guy that we're kind of rooting for is a child molester, and that's kind of the basic of his backstory. And you said you like when they go in and give him his backstory. To me, that's the part I want to forget more than anything else, because I don't want to think about that. I want to think about the funness, the funny parts of these movies, which there are there are tons. And the, the effects of them are great, and Stop motion time when they do stop motion, they do really good uh visual effects in these movies. Let me focus on that, not the real horror that is, you know, whatever that, that is. I don't want to say it anymore because we're gonna get this podcast is going to get flagged through all through the <laughs> nature of our conversation, and and that's because of your franchise, Jimmy, not mine. So that's my, you're, not, you're, not and, wrong. you're not wrong. <laughs> so I will, I will double down, though. I mean, at least my character in the sense, like, you know, that's somebody who could have actually existed, whereas Jason, you know, I'm not going to see a Frankenstein monster anytime soon in my life. Um, when Jason goes to space and becomes Uber Jason, that was just so beyond ridiculous. And just, you know, how do you make an unkillable machine more unkillable? Let us show you. And, like, it was just so hard for me as a fan just a really like you really wanted to like that movie and I really wanted to like that movie and I just I couldn't at the end of the day say that's a good movie knowing you know knowing most of my movies are terrible like I I really only have six movies three of which are probably good you know out of my franchise I mean you have 11 you know so we're, we're you know you got five more movies than I do you have a little bit more to play with and I will say that one of the detriments out of those 11 movies is that they don't have a background movie and I hope going forward that they will eventually expand upon it. If they ever do decide to reboot it, I would not mind seeing events that led to one or like, you know, you do like a true Friday remake with Pamela Voorhees and like, she, you know, it ends with her killing, but like you also see her resurrect her son, but like, we're never going to see that at least not right now. Um, I, wanted to bring this up earlier i forgot about it but i will bring it up again uh bring it up right now uh the ninja turtles uh did in fact spoof our characters and i will say depending on the turtle you like 
is how you will view this um, as a win or a loss. Jason Voorhees was Raphael, and Donatello was Freddy Krueger. Well, my favorite turtle is Raphael, so I will. I think that's he. You'll kind of see my favorite. Donatello is actually one of my favorite turtles, and it was a win for me as well. So I was like, perfect. You know, I actually I, I felt that had to be said. I felt you know, as fans of the of the characters, we needed to bring that up. Um, but overall, though, I will say, um, Freddy was a different animal as a whole. He you know he was a psychological killer. He wasn't as exactly physically imposing, but he knew what scared you, what thrilled you and how to really manipulate you to get you where he wanted you to be before he actually killed you. And, you know, you might not see a character like that again in the, you know, in the future, but you will see characters in a sense that are similar to Jason, especially, you know, Michael Myers, which came first, is more or less, you know, a humanoid Jason. The only difference, in my opinion, is the mask and the weapon. Jason prefers kitchen knives. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Michael prefers kitchen knives. Jason will use whatever's in front of him. And, you know, Freddy's just, you know, he's charismatic. He, you know, he can make you laugh. He doesn't He's not exactly going to make you cry, but he will tell you, welcome to primetime, bitch. And, you know, it's, I'm going to, I'm going to end it at that because we are almost at the primetime. <laughs> almost at the primetime. Yes. Uh, well, well, thank you fine gentlemen, for defending your horror champion with honor um, or disgrace, depending on how you want to look at it. Definitely Uh, disgrace. Yes, you guys both did... um, You you guys both did a a great job. Um, I was... was, uh, I'm going to admit, I was was worried a bit uh, that you were not going to bring anything Simpsons-related into the the foray. Um, I am glad that you did. Um, because that would have been negative, massive negative points. Um, uh, away. <laughs> did not did not bring up the Simpsons. Um, given the fact that it is, uh, you know, a bring us back to reality <laughs> for you know, uh, yeah. kind of a thing for all of us. No matter what we, you know, like B said, our, our heated debates. You bring up the Simpsons, we're, we're back to normal. Um, so it's good. Um, just there was there was a a few key things throughout both of your arguments. Um. I mean, Jim, we we said it right off at the beginning that, I mean, you leaned heavy right up in front about the whole <laughs> job. Not gonna what he is. He is what he is. <laughs> it, no, he is what he is. Um, yes. Um, and it, it honestly, it felt um, as, as, as bold of a strategy as that was. And yes, that's what your franchise um, did over and over Indeed. again. Um, even with yeah. new iterations of a storyline, they just always wanted to bring it back um to the to the child pedophilia and molestation um so you had to def- you you had to defend your ground because yeah. it's not an easy character to defend uh, especially when he has yeah, how can you support that it really of, that, that kind that kind of a background um it is not easy to defend so b i i uh, commend you on um attacking that furiously um and constantly throughout the the entire debate um, it was it was a good strong point and what and, and the, the realization was like oh they actually really do, um, you know heat heat on that point. But at the same point, at the same time, um, it it is it is literally the two opposites of of the, the horror not opposites. But you're you're 
you're talking about one is attacking your mind and one literally attacks your butt. Like one's a physical fighter and we basically a long range fighter and like an up close fight. Like you're like, so Freddie has, will fucks with your mind, right? So what is, what is more scary? The dude that literally will fuck with your mind and break you or the dude that will literally break every bone in your body and chop your head off and rip your spine out of your ass or whatever the case may be. Yeah. Um, so it was it was very good uh, on both of your points, uh, on both of your ends, how you defended um, the brutality each of your characters brings to the table. Um, I give I give uh, credit to both of you, like I said, uh, onto that um, because yes, Freddy doesn't have the the physical aspects that um, Warhees does, um, obviously, but so but he doesn't have to. He gets to fuck with your mind. He's smart about it. Um, if we just constantly forget about the fact that he's, you know, a child molester and a pedophile. Um, well, you know. Yeah. Um, so, it, yeah, so it, it, you know, it's like as a kid, like personally, I want to bring the person, like, I like Freddy's personally my favorite because um, he scared the shit out of me the most as a kid. Um, and as far as like a, like a, a horror, um, like creature, demon, or whatever you want to like character. Um, I always tended to him because of you know Robin England, the way he was, the way he acted, those quips, those carps, and they were they were fantastic. Um, on the flip side of that, um, B, you made a solid point was the fact that they leaned how ridiculous Jason has become. Like one of my favorites is literally the one where he goes into outer space. Um, because because it's like. Every every it's, single it's so time, it, it, no, because it, it, that's the whole point. Like it's 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 so ridiculous and it's so like it's like all right, like the regeneration, like the regenerated Jason. So like, yeah, ugh. like, well, how are they how are they gonna bring it? Like, what 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 crazy storyline are they they cocked up, you know, created, cocked up out of nowhere to make Jason, you know, make him alive? At, like, <clears throat> come again. I mean, not to the fact that Debbie Dunning, um, fan of the show Home Improvement, was in the movie. Um, yes. Very true. Uh, so it's like so a double bonus points, but I'm like the fact that you know he was frozen. They thought him out. They 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 got obsessed with his machete or whatever the freaking knife that you know he currently had on him. Um, it was just completely ridiculous. Um, uh, and it was, it was you know it's, like you know, it's, it's you know yeah it's like J- Jason you know what's it's it's always it was it was always interesting. Um, with the Jason movies. It was like, well, what where are they going to bring him next? And like you said, you went to Manhattan or whatever. It's like Jason eighty seven. He goes into the Middle Earth and fights Gandalf. I don't know. Some like it's just some yeah, weird yeah, random you know. shit. Um, which 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 is great. Um, they they leaned heavy into um, with the you know the, the fans and what they were. They they knew all about. It. Now, as far as your debates, now. You know, yeah, yeah. You talked about uh, Freddy versus Jason, um, and you can argue who, who wins that fight. I mean, was it Jason because he's technically bringing back? You know, he's has Freddy's head, but then Freddy winks. It's like, well, is, is Freddy like fucking with Jason, like making him believe that he actually won or whatever? Um, there, there, there will be a, a clear cut winner in this debate, um, and I'll explain that right now. Um, the okay. winner in this debate is the Drunken Thumb and Mr. Oh, Jason. Um, it was it was it was very hard, and, and here's the reason why. Um, 
B1. Um, it was, I mean, Jim, you are basically, you were on the ropes the entire time because you had to defend basically the key principle of him being a pedophile. Um, well, you know, that's the whole thing. <laughs> that's, yeah, that, but that's that's what he is, um, and it's fine, and they got away for it for a while. Obviously, we, you talked about this for, you know, they got, that's when the movies were actually getting good. Um, but yet they kept coming back. They kept coming back. And it was like, where Jason was like, they as soon as they listened to the fans, they were like, what crazy ass thing they we can come up with? They just dove right into it. It just became, it stopped being like the scary aspect of it all. The horror aspect of it all kind of sort of went out the, mind- the window. They kind of knew what you're going to get with Jason movies. Um, some ridiculous concept about, him being brought back to life, him brutally killing the shit out of people, and then somehow he sort of dies and gets, you know, it's the movie by drowning into the fucking That's all they but, do. <laughs> just, yeah. But, I mean, at the same time, like, they definitely were, it's like, Nightmare on Elm Street, they, they kept coming back to this, the, the, the corporate, they tried, like, as B kept saying, they kept trying to make it serious, where they, at a certain point, you don't really have to anymore. Um, and there was just no team. like every you, at this point after super made, was serious, but I'm like after you make X thousand of these movies, like you don't need to go back. You don't. You don't. You don't. You don't need, like like Jason does not need like an like you want an origin story. There is he no does. need for one. No one cares. No one Michael cares has one. about an origin. But that's Myers that's him. in the first we're, movie. We're not, we're not talking about Michael Myers. We're talking about Jason. But I'm just saying, though, Myers point, is the most iconic slasher of all slashers. Who cares how he comes back? We just want we just, we just want to know that he does come back in some weird version. And cool, he's back and he's chopping people's arms off or just ripping your arm off. I want to know why. I want to know, why. <laughs> I want to know the deal that was made. That's you. That's your own personal curiosity. The, the, the fans of the franchise at this point, after they had eleven, like regurgitated eleven of these movies, especially after the outer space one, like cool. Give me, give me, give me a cool ass reason why he comes back again. Is he the undead zombie revenant? Cool, excellent. At Whereas, like, my movie don't, was don't, 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 re, don't try movie. to reinvent the character and make him a demon, or you know, he's a, a likable pedophile. There is no likable pedophile. Like, just you know, stop with that. Just you know, like. They, they, well, they made it, they made it look like that he was innocent, and then it turns out you know yeah. he's not quite so innocent. No, no, he's not though. It's just like it's you know it's like you can't you know, if they if he this if they made the movie where he wasn't like it, it just ruins literally all the, all the other like it just I think it would have been a better movie everything. if if he was innocent, and then they you know they burned him alive in the uh, boiler room on ac- uh, not on accident but he was innocent. They killed him wrongfully, well, and now he wants his revenge. It would have made better, but they didn't do that. So it's it's literally well, regurgitating. Wants his revenge like, on being. We still wants his revenge on being killed or being burned alive, even though for for a crime. Yeah, but at that point, it, then, but, like, you know, like that was you, you like, figured you, you figured where he was. Right, you but, can still yeah, sell but, to get revenge. Yeah, to the point where you said yes, both. You said repeatedly that Freddy, the, the character of Freddy is more real, like realistic where the, you know, that could be a real person, could be your neighbor, could be the person down the street, you know, it could be anybody, um, which is true when the, until it becomes the, you know, the 
the demon until you know he's you know. character and until he until you know he goes whatever but at the same time with uh the original Friday the 13th where you know the you know the the Pamela Voorhees the son like dies because the counselor the the camp counselors were neglectful that is just scorched earth that is literally every movie where a child dies and the parent wants to seek revenge that is also very but it's not a Jason movie unbelievable you, but you don't know that until the end. You assume it's I'm just you know, until you find out that it's the mother. But it's still believable. But you didn't believe that it was point, Jason. There is some you didn't know who it was. But, I mean, that was the mystery. I'm just saying, you, your 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 argument where it's is that Freddy is, is is a more realistic character. It threads the needle where it's it's true and not true. But at the same time, Jason also has that ability as well. Um, just because of of his. The, the origins of the movie the, of the franchise where it was his mother it wasn't exactly him but it was his mother um taking See, you know, like took up the original mantle i think a positive for that franchise though is that the star from the first two movies uh started her own winery which i think is a point that could have been made because apparently she makes some bomb ass wine well <laughs> can crystal lake wine <laughs> no. i mean maybe yeah. in the in the Mrs. Voorhees versus uh, Mrs. Kruger debate of the the nun versus the the mother, we could have the battle of the mothers, and then I would bring up the wine aspect of uh... no, 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 no. This is the final, the final girl, the final girl. So the final girl from the first movie who dies in the beginning of the second movie made wine. Okay. Okay. The more you know. But uh, yeah, I mean, you guys, you guys, you, you, both of you, you did a great job. Um, there was yeah, there was a few negatives, but you, you did correct your courses. Uh, couldn't dock it too much. Um, I was docking both of you a lot for a while. Um, for various reasons, which I can't remember right now, because you 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 brought up the points that I wanted you to bring up eventually. Um, uh, which was good. Uh, it was great. Um, you guys, you know, like I said, you did, you guys did a great job. Um, it's it's kind of harder to defend two iconic characters that. Predominantly, we you know it's hard both, to defend both, a freaking child pedophile who's a killer. Yeah, you, you know? like both. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you you were already down on the count, um, uh, for that one. Um, but I just remember, like, yeah, Freddy freaked me out the most as as a kid. Where as Jason was like, I got to enjoy more because just you wanted the, to be the, Jason. Jason at least like the, the pure stupidity where it was like. When Freddy, you know, Freddy's like you're sleeping in your bed, and like the whole Freddy face is coming through the wall. That's scary. They love the shit out of me. Um, you know, like, B, do you ever play the Splatterhouse games for like Sega? Yep. Yes. That's all Jason inspired. Like that's right. all like I think is really cool, and it's like a mystical hockey mask that's possessed by a demon, and he puts the demon on it is essentially Jason. Like you know, he has much more to play with. He has much more overall. I think because personally, I prefer Jason. You know, it's hard to defend some. You know, to defend Freddie when I prefer the other guy that I'm supporting. Right. You know, and like he was just the, Jason's just the better character overall. And like well, he's a more simplistic character. It, but he, when you bring it all down to it, what makes him better? It, it's just that he's well, so yeah. simple in that's, that. Well, that's why there's there's you know what you can do with him. Where yes, with yes, with with Freddie. He has the ability to do whatever the hell he wants in the, which is you know, the dreamscape, which, which is fine. But that's also reliant on the character the that he's killing. Yeah. 
Well, yeah, that and well, and the writers creating something where it's like, all right, so you have this masked dude that literally is a brute force of death, and you can just like go to town. I would disagree yeah. with you guys. I think Freddy Krueger is a better character. I think you have more to write with with there because you're going into dream world. You can do pretty much anything. Like this guy's the limit. I know, but hold on, let me putting it to film. <laughs> the sky's the limit in your creativity, so you can pretty much write. Right, anything but that, but that, that is very mind. reliant on the writer, and we have proof well, where sure. is that this is a this is a, a medium not, where it, you, it has you have to write it. You have to write a, obviously yeah. a good character. But where, where has Jason? They, they found eleven different ways to you know create this dude and come back from you know right. But well, the I'm, brutality I'm just, of death are so easier. Possession is though. They have a great character. They have a great idea that they could go with Freddy, and they got a million different directions they could go in. And the problem is they decided, let's keep going into the realistic aspect of it and making it real and ridiculous when they could have went into a fantastical place with it, could have went as ridiculous with it as they want because it's fucking in dreams. You can literally do anything and everything. The proof that we have is they failed the character. But the, see, the problem is, 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 it, is, it, is it on them or on the character? Because the character they could, they could have written could have been one-dimensional. Like, for argument's it's sake, the well, it's the writer's fault. The writers had a, a, a one-dimensional uh, character. Uh, <laughs> That's what it was. They had everything in their toolbox. They just didn't make it. The only thing apparently they had in their toolbox was coming back to the fact that he was a pedophile. Right, and that's a horrible <laughs> writing team. Yeah. But that's that's what we have to go on. That's what the we Freddy have. The Freddy Shark, where he comes up, you know, like, you know, <laughs> I mean, that was like, I mean, you know, that was as ridiculous as it comes. Like, Freddy showing up at the beach. I mean, you know, wearing sunglasses. I mean, come on, like we can have Freddy's. It's, I'm saying that's you know that's what's gonna happen next. The, the only the only thing I can I can honestly say about Freddy is that his design more or less was consistent, and that's like you know. It was a consistent design. It was a, everything about him stayed the same. Nothing changed. Nothing became that he was, you know, a lot, you know, like, uh, like with Jason, where it's like a shroud of mystery. You know, why is he a humanoid? And then all of a sudden he's a zombie. And then all of a sudden, like, you know, like, he, like Jason was back to being a humanoid and then frozen and then he's back. And then like that, he was the one thing throughout. And, at the end of the day, I still prefer, like, I will always prefer Jason to, Fre- uh, to Freddy, but I will never not watch a Freddy movie, like, regardless of which one's on. And right. like, and like I was saying before, the concept of two, to me, should have been the first movie where he can possess people, and I think that's kind of something that they missed out on. Where if he had the ability to possess more people, whether through their dreams, children, what have you, I think you have a more compelling character. Because how do you kill that, you know, without like like a straight exorcism? How do you kill that character? Who can, how do you kill like a demon that can possess people other than like calling like the John Constantine of the group and being like, hey, let's (laughs) get him out. These, these writers couldn't even write fantastical dream scenes. Now you want them to go into a concept of how we're going to kill this thing? I, writers I avoided the end of one. <laughs> the end, you know what the ending of the, the first Nightmare on Elm Street movie is? Don't believe in him and he'll go away. That's yeah. the ending of the first yeah. movie. I have to defend that. 
So, like, you yeah. can understand the hill that I'm going up. <laughs> I'm just saying, that's that's the hot dog hamburger debate. <laughs> you gotta climb the mountain, man. You gotta climb it hard. Um, but yes, uh, like I said, good good fought battle. Uh, but the win does go to the drunken thumb. Um, on on, on the, the the first of Halloween drunken thumb wars. Um, many many more to come. Um, uh, so to look forward uh to this episode and obviously you know our future endeavors as well. Um, but you know let let's end this as we always do. Um. Non Jason versus Freddy uh related, just final thoughts as it were. Um, and then we'll close up. B, go for it. Um, it's kind of hard to have final thoughts non Jason Freddy related when that was what this whole episode was dedicated to. So, my final thoughts will just be this um, Jimmy, you did a great job defending Freddy. Uh, you definitely had me on my toes in a couple of those points you were bringing up. And like I said, you did have the higher hill to climb, being that. I think you had less movies to go off of. You had a more of a darker history to go off of, but you did a great job making this debate fun and lighthearted and intense when it needed to be. So thank you for being a valid uh, opponent in another Drunken Thumb War, and it was a lot of fun. It was a pleasure. Jim. You know, being over 3 kind of sucks, but, you know, eventually I'll win one. Uh, Get that W. <laughs> uh but yeah, no, it was it was a good time. You know, definitely, I'm I'm always the one with the uphill battle, which is how I'd prefer it to be. You always want to root for the underdog, and you know, I'm totally fine being that underdog. No one was willing to take Freddy. I was more than happy to take Freddy, being a fan of Jason. And it's difficult, you know, like I said, because I, you know, who doesn't prefer the hockey goalie character? Like, you know, even if you don't like hockey, you still like that you know that does that look that menacing that beefiness that you know will, you know ruthless aggression if you will i'm gonna go there <laughs> ruthless aggression we're talking 2002 wwf <laughs> ruthless aggression um well said. yeah well you know said. it's it's one of those things i will say fr- um friday did have the first remake before nightmare which you could, you know, say either works for them or against them, but it is what it is. At the end of the day, I lost to a character that I loved, and I am totally okay with that. All right. Uh, well, you know, thank you for turning in to this excellent episode of the Drunken Thumb Wars Halloween uh, edition, as we're going to do a month long uh, series for this. Um, student, like I said, for the next for the next one. Um, and until then, uh, you know, drink well, eat well, then party on.